Hi, I'm Toby Jones, awards-nominated storyteller. On this show, I'm going to share universal folktales, legends, and fables that have captured imaginations and provided lessons for generations. These tales will be presented as they were originally written, in their entirety. So please, gather around the campfire, open up your little ears, and enjoy Toby's Tall Tales. This installment of Toby's Tall Tales is brought to you by Toby in 2007 in that it is adapted from a screenwriting assignment Toby did in college. For more information about Toby in 2007, please scroll left through his Facebook photos until you find the ill-advised mustache that he had that summer. Today's episode, Hotel Winchester. Zorba was a bearded, laid-back and wise middle-aged man. One day, he was sitting outside and drinking from an oversized cup of lemonade with a bendy straw when he was approached by Husky, a hairless man in a straw hat. It's been a while, hasn't it? Since when? I'm looking for Hotel Winchester. Tell me where it is or I'll kick your teeth in, you understand? You presume that anything in this life can be understood. Whoa. Husky sat down on the ground next to Zorba. That's so... deep. Depth is an illusion that can only be seen by those consumed with it. Dang, and that's... wow. The sky is one thing, the earth is another, but the heart cannot simply be squared away on a whim. Whoa. Hey, you read that one directly from my shirt! Husky stretched the fabric of his t-shirt to reveal the phrase, The sky is one thing, the earth is another, but the heart cannot simply be squared away on a whim printed on it. Ah, your shirt may have invented the phrase, but it was I who invented the shirt. Okay, that's absurd, old man. Come with me. I'll show you how to find this hotel. Ah, that's more like it. And so, Zorba and Husky walked along the road for quite a long while. My father, he built this road with his bare hands. I've had enough of your riffraff, you stinky old coot. Can I talk to you for one minute without you either giving me some confusing bit of wisdom or claiming you or some member of your family created everything? One cannot experience creation without first building a road from their spirit to their world. Husky, pretending he wasn't still again moved by Zorba's wisdom, decided to change the subject. Hey, you get the lottery numbers last night? Of course. They were 49... 26, 37, and 88. They... they were? Lies are dark jewels searching for... Hot damn! I finally won! I'll see you on the other side, ass man! Husky ran off into the distance, emitting joyous yells. He was then immediately run down by a large truck. Perhaps he'll find his hotel. In heaven. But then... No one is allowed to sleep in heaven. Zorba continued to walk down the desert road with no civilization visible in either direction. It's a shame I was left to wander the desert. All who wander are lost. Suddenly, a phone started to ring. Zorba followed the sound off the road until he found a single payphone next to a cactus. Hello? It's me, Husky, calling from heaven. Do me a quick favor or two. Favors are like quicksand. The harder you struggle to escape, the closer you are to death. 
Yeah, well, you know, it's obviously a little late for that, right? Look, I want you to redeem my winning lottery ticket and to spend the money as best you can to improve the lives of my family. Very well. Anything else? Sorry, gotta go. My phone call is running out. Bye! Zorba knew what he had to do and how he had to do it and what it was he had to do. He went to the nearest gas station to redeem Husky's lotto winnings. Greetings. I have in my hand a lottery ticket. Is your name Husky Bourbonberg? Yes. Alright, here you go. The clerk pulled countless stacks of cash out from behind the counter and started placing them on the table one by one. Zorba began putting the money into plastic bags. God bless. I'll do what I can. A good deed can make a daffodil grow in a blizzard. Oh, is that so? Not only have I recreated that scenario exactly, but I am also directly responsible for the creation of the word blizzard. Uh, what were they called before then? Snowstorms. Zorba walked to a Tyrus Plus store in order to enact the next step. Soon, a haggard-looking woman, Orangina, entered. Tyrus Plus, what can I do for you, sir? Are you Orangina Bourbonberg, widowed wife of the late Husky Bourbonberg? Yes. I mean, no. You said yes first. I meant no. Your name tag says Orangina Bourbonberg, so there's no use trying to trick me. Tricks are fool's gold for the soul. Orangina was flustered. No tricks here. Just great deals on tires, oil changes, alignment, brake service, and even fluid exchange. I find your witticisms delightful, but it's time to get down to brass tacks. I have three million dollars from Husky's lottery victory. I'm to spend it however I see fit to improve the lives of your family. Also, I have 24 hours to live. What? I'm going to be murdered tomorrow. So please, allow me to help you. I'll have to ask my son. Corey? Yes, Mama? If you had three million dollars, what would you spend it on? A new dad. Sorry, Corey, but you know that's impossible. You both have much to learn. Possibilities are the only thing more elastic than dreams. What does that mean? The next day, Orangina, Cory, and Zorba stood in silence outside their house. What exactly are we waiting for? It should be any minute. Any minute later, the latch to their rickety fence door opened, revealing a shocking figure. Orangina and Cory gasped upon seeing what they saw. <gasps> a perfect recreation of Husky, from straw hat to bald head. Dad! Husky, you're back! Three million dollars well spent. Hey guys, I missed you. I just... The husky clone's skin began to melt off. He continued to melt until he was nothing more than a pile of flesh. <laughs> Look at what you've done. Not only have you wasted all my deceased husband's money, but you've traumatized my son. Don't worry, I'll think of something. Fat chance! You said you were going to be murdered today! I said I'm going to be murdered tomorrow. That was yesterday, so you're going to be murdered today! Oh, well, it's fine. Murder is nothing more than the end of a life. There is no English word for kill. Wait. I have a plan. 
A dimly lit room. Candles. Zorba's clothes fall to the floor. Orangina crawls on top of him with a razor in one hand. Slowly, she shaved every strand of hair off of Zorba's body. The transformation is complete. No. She grabbed a straw hat and placed it on Zorba's newly bald head. Now it's complete. Welcome home, Husky. Zorba grabbed a t-shirt from the laundry basket. It was adorned with a familiar phrase. The sky is one thing, the earth is another, but the heart cannot simply be squared away on a whim. It feels good to be back. I'm here for Zorba! I intend to murder him today! Do I look like a Zorba to you, sir? No? That's right. Now get off our property. Hmm. Uh, okay. Take it easy, guys. That was amazing. Yes, it was all right. But there's still one thing I must do in order to preserve Husky's memory. Legend says that the next day, Orangina, Husky, and Cory could be seen walking toward a special place called Hotel Winchester. In case you forgot, that's the hotel from the beginning, thus tying up the story. This has been Toby's Tall Tales. Thank you for spending time with me. This episode was written by me, again in 2007. It featured the voices of Ian Jones-Cordy, Casey Crow, Madeline Carypel, Owen Dennis, and Alex Horub. Edited and mixed by Jared Madura. Logo designed by Morgan Davey.